Bonsoir, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is Reign of Terror. It was developed by Mark Morrison and is available on the Chaosium website. Our maître de jeu is Mick Swan, and this is episode five. This time, I will give the recap as Jean-Marie Dubois. So without any further delays, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Bordet de putain de merde! Here I am crawling around under the rose bushes while two men search for us. One has a fucking pitchfork. If I am caught, I will have to lie and pretend I am a common thief in order to protect the secrecy of our mission. I have my knife ready if that Philip boot catches me. What is my life worth? Fucking nothing. I have given everything to the royal army, and what do I get out of it? The promise of a home and happiness? My wife is dead, and my home is in the barracks. And as for happiness, put on the mare. What is that? Life is shit. Our mission is to infiltrate Chateau de Fenelic and find out how we might incriminate the Comte. He is a dangerous man who walks far too close to the royal family. Captain Malon and Dr. Rigaud have given it, have made it very clear to us that we are not to get caught. We spent considerable time observing the Chateau and surmised that tonight the coast was clear. We climbed a garden wall and made our way through the fucking rose bushes only to find that a party was underway. Has no one respect for the death of the Dauphin? Michel Beaumont noted the strange luxuriousness of the fucking roses and suggested that the Comte was burying his enemies beneath them. If we get caught, is that what will happen to us? Despite the danger, we made our way carefully to the Chateau. The Comte's tastes are bizarre in the extreme. His gardens have fountains of red wine that smell of blood. With grotesque statuary, the man is depraved. His servants, or so we have been told, are likewise unpleasant and generally hated and feared in the surrounding town of Poissy. Eugène and Beaumont are with me, and I'm pushing them ahead. If anyone is going to get caught, it's me. My life is shit, and I will be glad when it is over. But there is still a small chance we can get out of this. So, go, go, quickly, quietly. These assholes are getting close. Thanks, Tom. Well, when we when we left you last time, there were two men who had just had just come out from behind the uh, stables. The coach. One with a lantern, one with a pitchfork. Yes. Um. And they are really just sort of standing at the corner of the building at the moment. Okay. So just on the corner of the building where it, where it's sort of got the garden here. The gardens are here and the house is here. It's the corner nearest the gardens. Um, basically the way you came. And uh, the man is, is peering around the gardens with the, the lantern while his friend with the pitchfork is standing behind him. They're muttering something, but you can't hear it from where you are. I've, I've given the signal that we should freeze so they don't see the bushes moving or anything. 
Okay. Um, after a few moments, there's um, a shout comes from the direction of the coach court, and they're joined by two other men. There's some sort of commotion between them, and then the two other men head off into the gardens and start poking around in the rose bushes with their pitchforks. Um, we have to talk quiet. Is, yeah. Um, is there like a, a rock or something like that lying around? Many. All right. Um, what I want to do is uh, I want to pick one up and in the opposite direction of where these guys are poking, I want to sort of chuck the rock somewhere um, towards another set of bushes uh, away from us, but like basically to get their attention going that way. Um, well, I mean, you're, you're by the side of the house at the moment. Okay. And they and the gardens and the way you came in are all to the north. Um, to the south is the, the drive of the house and uh, the, uh, that leads down to the Iron Gate. So um, pre pretty much the entire um, side in the entire east side of the estate is overgrown. Uh, much, this, this, much the same for the west side of the estate. The only side of the estate that isn't overgrown is the side where the drive is. Um, I signal for them to move as close to the wall as possible so that there's the largest amount of, of rose bushes and barrier between us and them. The, the wall is about 100 feet away, though. You, you shouldn't where you are. Well, uh, I'm kind of seeing that the, uh, are the roses are all overgrown, yes? Yes. So we're... In some places quite densely. As well. We're near the front edge mm -hmm. uh, between uh, between the house and the wall. Yes? Um, well, you're near the, the front edge near the house. Right. The wall is about 100 yards, 100, 100 feet behind <clears throat> you. All right. So I'm suggesting that we move away from the men towards the wall because there's once we're near the wall, it's far less likely that they're going to notice us moving around the perimeter of the wall to get to where we can get back over. Oh, sorry, um, I'm, I'm wrong there. I've misread the scale on this. It's uh, more like about 400 feet behind you. Mm. Wow. Um, well, well, then we just need to get to where the, the, the overgrowth is denser, you know, so that our movements, I'm trying to get to a place where our movements will be less noticed or not noticed at all. We're going to crawl on our hands and knees under the... How, you said there were like two of them, right? Where's there, there are now four. Four. Yeah. four. And they're all together, right? Um, two of them have split up and are going around the the, um, the four smaller gardens, poking the bushes with pitchforks. They're only, they're only uh, armed with the pitchforks. Mm -hmm. How far uh, away? How far away are they with the pitchforks from our position now? They're about oh no, they're they're quite a way away from you. They're about um, forty feet away. Forty okay. feet away. Okay. Well, let's, you know what, if, let, let's just do this, because, well, we're in the bushes, and um, 
they're poking around on the outskirts. Uh, does it look like um, they're moving further into the, like let's say we're, we're in the bushes, do they look like they're pushing forward as they're poking or are they sort of just doing sort of a perimeter? They look like they're sort of heading sort of eastly. They don't know anything is out here. Okay, they're just suspecting and then they're just kind of, okay. Um, so basically what I'll say, um, well, I'll follow your lead, but why don't we just stay still um, and remain hidden and let them pass by us, basically. And as soon as they're gone, then we can continue to move. Any sudden movement from us will draw their attention. But if we're hidden... If, if, if you can move farther away, quietly do so um because if we let them get close to us and then we move we're more likely to be seen well what i was saying here is um if, if they do get close to us and we're hidden and we make no sudden movement they may just continue to walk on by whether they're some uh ways away we can start to move that's what i mean like just remain hidden until they're completely gone well they're 40 feet away that's a long way Anyways, okay, just, well, if you can I'll, I'll move, your, if you can move quietly, do it. Yeah. Otherwise, if if you if you know you're going to make a move, freeze. Don't make any noise at all. Okay, I'll follow your lead. Okay, so what are you actually doing then? Uh, we're we're using stealth. Okay, but we're in a position where stealth is working really well. I think. Um. Mick, can I ask, can me and Etienne hear the the men, um, the pitchforks kind of wandering around? Can we hear what's going on? Um, I don't know. Make listen rolls. Can't they probably see the, the lanterns? Uh, we, we're behind the wall. Over, yeah, it's very heavily overgrown, and um, there are already lights from the house. Ah. So, so whether uh, they have a context if they could see it. It's, it's Let's see. I got a 64. My listen is at 55. I did not hear it. Okay. I failed as well. God damn it, Etienne. Your you hearing yeah. fucks us again. By what? Your hearing fucks us again. I... <laughs> Pressy's got right, really so we... good hearing. I'm tempted to just <laughs> <laughs> From from the end. What are you guys doing? <laughs> He's in his I, I can hear this shit all the way from the center of town. It's like the character from Baron Munchausen. Bartold. Bartold. No, he was the fast so, runner. Um, if uh, if we can't hear anything, then I'm going to assume that nothing is wrong. We're just waiting uh, until uh, they're beginning to come up the rope. Yes, so that we you can are, you are in you are in blissful ignorance at this point. Sure. Okay. Um, given that the distance between you and them is is 40 feet, I'm not going to make you roll for a, a stealth roll. I think you're you're able moving slowly and cautiously. You you're able to keep quiet enough. That they're not going to hear you. Okay. Um, however, from time to time, you you have um, an opportunity 
to just glance back when you encounter a, a hole in the in the undergrowth through which you can see the light. Um, and you do notice that the, the, the four of them have now spread out to the um, undergrowth to the east of the gardens, which is to the north of your position. And they are poking the bushes and slowly, um, cautiously, they're coming in the same direction that you're going. Well, we have to get there first. Hopefully, just give up in a few minutes because an animal would run. I like uh, Michelle's idea with the rock at this point, and maybe we could uh, have him throw the rock and we could stealthily walk quick quicker towards Except, the wall. Well, it, it, it's an, it, it, the thing is, is if you throw a rock and they actually hear a noise, then they'll know there's somebody out here. Mm. They might be in the wrong spot, but they'll still know somebody's out here. What if they send guards out and around the outside of the wall to catch the thief before he can get away. That's true. I was just figuring we'd make a run for it. Didn't they open the gate? We could just run and run right through the gate. I don't know. There's, um, there's probably don't know. got roses right up to the gate. No, no one has tried. I thought we opened it last last week. No, the, be... gate was, the gate was opened by a guard to admit a, a cart. Right. I recommended that we. Uh, uh, that, that someone jump over and open the gate for us to come in. We we did not go with that plan. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, isn't there a party going on? There's going to be people out in the front coming and going, probably. It may not be that kind of party. Wink. Oh, ha ha. There still may be people traveling to and fro. So, are you, are you going to... Um stop moving or are you going to keep moving um if we if we feel that there's danger and that, that that we might be found then yes we will stop moving but we're gonna every time we get the opportunity to move is there any breeze or wind or anything that move rustling the bushes at all there, there's a slight breeze it's it's an airy summer night You are hampered somewhat by the, the presence of the moon, but in the in the dense undergrowth where you are, um, it makes very little difference. Right. It's it's very dark where you are. Your eyes have accustomed to it a little. I think we just can't panic. Let's meticulously make our way to where we can get out. Okay. We push through southwards a little further. Um, and you can now just begin to see the, um, the, the vague outline of the, uh, the circular drive directly outside the house. Um, it's difficult really to, to see it because the gravel is black, but it, it, it sparkles a little in the moonlight, which, which, which belies its presence. Um, at the same time as you, as you reach this, you also, for the first time, have a, a clear view 
of, of the front of the house, which is very, very brightly lit. Um, there are um, one or two Aristos um, standing on the terrace, seemingly waiting to go in to the party, um, and a carriage, which you presume to have been their carriage, is just pulling off round to the side of the house. Um, I'd like you all to make a spot hidden roll, okay. including us behind the wall. No, or just, no just 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 the ones who are fifteen. I missed it by two. Can I uh, use some luck? I I got a hundred. No, I didn't spot it. I'm one point away from extreme. Are you are you also the one with the the spyglass? Yes. Ah, oh, that's good. We can say you've used the spyglass then if you've got a dang, dang good score. There you are. That'll, that'll do. There's no need to use, like, one of, one of you's got it. So, fine. Um, I'm not sure you're going to want to see it, but <laughs> you may remember when you looked through the window of what appeared to be a ballroom, you saw there was something going on with something shrouded in what looked like white linen right. um, in the hall. This time, this time you get a perfect opportunity to see exactly what it was. And through your spyglass, With something of a shaking hand, as you, as you realise what you're you're looking at. Oh look, the sanity alarm's just gone off. <laughs> um, at first, you take it to be someone dressed as a bishop, but as you steady your hand and and, and look a little closer, it becomes clear that this is someone dressed as the Pope. Each guest seems in turn to be kneeling before the Pope, kissing the ring on his finger, bowing, and then walking past, presumably, into the party. What strikes you at first is that the Pope seems to be wearing some sort of red and white mask. You adjust the lenses of your spyglass, try and get a better look. And what you see shocks you to the core. This Pope, um, this 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 figure of um, of God's vicar, is an unspeakable work of blasphemy. For it's not a man dressed as a pope, nor is it a mannequin. It appears. I mean, God, 
for God's sake, you, I, you hope you're wrong, but it appears to be a, a skinned, preserved cadaver. I think um, they're referred to as uh, an ecorche. These things are very were very popular in the in the in the exhibitions in Paris some years ago. Um, but there's something about this, the way that people are prostrating themselves before it. Kissing it, adoring it. Something about it just turns your stomach. I'd like you, therefore, to make a sanity roll, please. Sixty-eight out of sixty-nine. Oof, just you're shaken. How many do I take? Um, one for passing. I almost dropped the spyglass out of my hands, and my hand is physically shaken. And I look to the other guys and. You, you don't want to see what's there. I, I describe the scene. I tell them they're they're kissing the hands of a dead priest or bishop, or it's, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you later. You can see I'm actually like shaking, like my the blood left from my face. I'm white as a ghost. What really strikes you more than even it just it just can it. it it just compounds the, the the horror of the incident so much more that through the windows of the house, you can hear this laughter, raucous laughter and, and giggling and the sounds of merriment. It's just a disgusting, in unholy, and I just, I, I kind of like mumbling to myself at this point. We need to put this all into a report. So we continue to move forward quietly. Okay. Um, I, I, I very quietly asked the others, I said, do you think that we can, if carriages are coming in to drop people off and then they're going back out the gate, is it possible in the shadow to jump up, grab a hold of the carriage, and have go, just go out with the carriage without anybody seeing us? Maybe one person, but the weight of three men on the back of a carriage, the driver would surely know. Oh, I'm thinking one, one, one per carriage. I, I, I assume there's other carriages coming. Or, well, but that's the question: Is there traffic coming in and out like that? Do we see carriages? Pulling in and pulling out. Other, other than the one carriage pulling in, you're not seeing any, anything going okay. out. Okay. All right, so scrap that are, idea. Are, are, are there any guards at the, well, I would imagine there are guards there, but how many guards would be at the front gate? Might just be a doorman. I am very sneaky. Do you want me to just sneak to the, to the wall, climb over, run around the front and start yelling and run into the woods? And I'll meet you back at the. What if we were? If it's if it's only one uh, gateman. I mean, if we can sneak up behind him, why don't we just? Because we're out? not supposed to let anyone know 
that anything is going on. Well, apparently you kind of botched that. No. They don't know that there's anything there. They heard a noise. They heard a noise. It could have been anything. It could have been a cat. Well. But if you knock out a guard, they'll know there was somebody here. Right. You know what? I, I didn't bring my uh, my flask with me. I was going to say. How about this? Is it oh. possible? Is it possible to get to the wall and get over the wall where we are, and then just go around and retrieve Etienne and uh, and Renault? It it would be challenging, but it could be done. What if I gave them a boost? Let's try it. I mean, we can. We can boost one person up the wall, and then that person can grab a hold of the next person and pull him up. And then the two of them can pull the third person up. We just need to be in a spot where nobody can see the wall because of the undergrowth. Could you make a spot hidden roll for me, please? Uh, pass that one. Uh, better than half. Hard roll. Passed. I passed that as well. I passed 44. All, all is one. Um, you notice that uh, behind you, the lantern, um, the light of the lantern just sort of disappears. And in, in the last afterglow of it, you, you can see one of the other men trudging back round, um, presumably back into the, the coach house. They've given up. They've given up. Now we just have to be quiet and get out of here. Yeah. Come on, guys. Time to steal a pope. Let's uh, let's wait five minutes just to make sure that there's no more activity. Yeah. And we'll make our way around to to get back over the wall where they are. Okay. I mean, while while you're waiting, there the last couple of guests have gone in, presumably um, kissing the pope's ring. Pardon the term. And um, it's actually now there's no one outside the house. Um, but in the quiet of the air, uh, you can, from the, the, the left-hand windows of the, the, the front ground floor of the house, uh, which are open, um, you, you can hear a bit more sort of... Um, giggling and 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 laughter and merrymaking and make a make a listen roll for me 59 oh i missed it by 40. i found that 16 out of uh 35 so that's a hard oh um look you're you're a man of the world You've been around the block a bit, you know. You you know these sounds, and and this is this is the sound of a a horse whip thwacking against something, followed by um, a burst of jeers and giggles and titters, and then another thwack, and then another burst of merriment, and this seems to be coming from that window on the left of the building. 
Okay, well, we are heading on, on our way out. Is there a way to peek in the window as we're going past the house again? I don't, I don't, um, I'm trying to figure out where we are and what we're doing. When you get to the, the other side of the circular drive, to the drive that leads down to the gate, um, you, you would be basically straight on to the house. So you'd have a full view of the, of the, of the, the whole house. And, and Ugel, um, Ugel does have his, um, his spyglass. I'll pass it to um, Marie or Michelle if they want, but I'm I'm kind of already disgusted yeah. by what I've seen. I just I'm also in in future if you I think in future if you're using the spyglass if you if you actually stipulate that you're using the spyglass I'll, I'll give you a uh, a bonus dice. Okay. So Michelle, because I think it, it, it makes mm -hmm. things easier to see. Whoever wants it, I hand it to them. All right, if you're not going to take it, I'll take it. I'm looking through the window. Okay, well, it takes you a little while to, to crawl down to the... Uh, into position, but um, from what you can see, you can see the backs of wigs, and uh, there are people standing around uh, a table. Um, you can see candles, um, what look like they might be um, baskets, bread, piles of fruit, things like that, that kind of indicate that it's, it's, it's probably a dining room. Um, but in the middle, and you can just about make this out. I mean, you have to really sort of, you're catching glimpses of this because there are people milling around in front of the windows. So it's, it's difficult to, to, to make out first. But there seems to be a woman wearing a very nice red dress, uh, kneeling on all fours on the table while um, someone in what looks very much like the king's ermine-trimmed cloak is uh, whipping his back, whipping her backside. Well, I say her backside, but uh, actually, now that you think about it, as you get a slightly better view of the woman's face, the woman is a man, and the man, dressed as the king, appears to be a young woman and well strangest thing but make an education role for me All right. i don't have much education well i got 21 out of 40. got enough education that's something very familiar about that red dress and that particular wig. It's, it's a very tall wig, very large, very opulent. And you, you, you rack your brain for a little while and you think, no, I've seen that before. Where was it? Where did I see that before? And at once it comes to you that when you visited Versailles, 
there were a number of portraits about the place. And presumably because of her own vanity, many of them were of Marie Antoinette. And you remember very clearly that one of these portraits showed Marie Antoinette wearing that wig and that dress. But this man is most certainly not Marie Antoinette, nor is the woman astride him. Let's get the fuck out of here. More dead popes? Worse. Depravity on a scale I have never even imagined. So, I know I grab those. Let's go. Let's go. I grab the spyglass back and tuck it. And let's go. The fucking rich. The fucking Aristos. What the fuck they things the things they make make another listen roll for me, please. I failed. That's a three. All I can hear is the blood rushing in my ears. I got I got a three. Well man, um you're you're sort of watching over um Dupois' shoulder. Um and you can't really see much. You can just see people milling around in a room at a distance. You're not getting the, the benefit of, of using the spyglass. But you can hear them. You can hear that thwacking and the shrieking and the laughing. And then just as notably, it stops very abruptly. Both the whipping, the laughter, the merriment, everything stops. And as they say, silence is deafening. For the first time, you realize there are, there are, no, there are no insects. There's no there's chirping and chirping in the night or buzzing anywhere in this garden. Everything is quiet. And there seems to be movement going on in the room. Shadows are passing in front of the windows. I mouth to the other two. I'm like, let's go. Let's get out of here. Quickly, quietly. Okay, you move off through the bushes a bit, a bit further. Behind you, you can hear this um, incredible row um, taking up. Um, the shouting and howling coming from the, uh, the dining room. And almost like the sound of a brawl. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to go. We'll continue to glance back every once in a while through the bushes, but we got to get out of here. Okay. Um, well, unless we see something take, interesting, we'll stop and keep looking. <laughs> it, it, take, it takes you about fifteen minutes 
to um, to make it back down to the gate. And um, there appear to be two guards at the gate. Oh, we headed for the gate? Oh, sorry, I thought you were headed for the gate. Were you headed no, for the... Head to the wall. We okay, the well, in that case, it takes you about 10 minutes to get to the wall. It's roughly equidistant. You're basically in the center of the, the estate. Um, it's it's difficult going. Actually, I think it takes yeah, it you more, more like 20 minutes because 10 minutes would be going down the drive. 20 minutes, you're going through the undergrowth. Right. Um, it's horrible. You're glad you're not wearing your uniform because you would have just been snagged and caught up in it. Yeah. At least with with, with old clothes, you can just let them let them rip. Um, it is really as you as you push through, it's really quite horrible. Um, there's a lot of rotting vegetation. No no one has really attended to this probably for decades. And uh, it's it's very overgrown. There are um, a mixture of, of live brambles and then dead pieces of thorns from previous years. Sure. Um, so it's quite it's quite dense. It's quite difficult to push through, but eventually you make it to the wall. All right. Um, and there's a sort of there's a sort of three or four foot area between the, the, the undergrowth and the wall where it looks like it's been purposely cleared, presumably for the, the, the purposes of uh, patrol. Have somebody boost one of us up and at least get somebody on top of the wall to help the others. Yuzhel, you go first. You're right. the lightest. We're uh, practically just picking up. I'm not the lightest. I'm at... No, Yuzhel. Yuzhel oh. is the line. So let's just... We're going we're gonna to boost him up. Yeah. Uh, sorry. 39 out of 40. I just got it. Okay. Um, it takes a couple of goes. And uh, you just about managed to grab one of the spikes on top of the wall. And after a bit of a bit of a fight, you manage to get your other hand up there and pull yourself up. And um, it's lucky that you're quite small because uh, you you just about managed to fit yourself in between two of the spikes. So your yes. legs are hanging over. All right. We'll Next mission. The... I'll see if I can assist. Yeah. Just Sorry. steady him as I as I boost him up. Let's see. He can climb up one of my shoulders. You, should, you said it's about 10 feet tall. We've still got the rope, correct? Yeah. Okay. We're not getting you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. have a climb. I don't have that line rope. So. You're very tall, and if you get on his shoulders, you're probably the height of the wall. Yeah. It shouldn't take me uh, uh, much to climb over, so... Tom, why don't I let you go over first? Well, because you're going to have to pull me up. Okay. I'm the strongest one, but I'm going to I'm going to jump up, and you right. guys are going to grab me and pull me up. I don't know if you, you might. I, I don't know. I'll. Uh, 
that's a 59. I don't have a con roll, so. Well, there's well I'm, I'm going to say that you, you do manage to get up there because you've got one person above you trying to help you, and then you've got another okay. person below you pushing you up. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's quite a heavily assisted. All right. And you're, very, and you're very tall in the first place. Right, right. Um, so, so I think, you, okay, again, you just, you, you just about managed. You have to grab hold of Ugel's <laughs> boots and lift up, and Ugel has his elbows locked behind the spikes and is using <laughs> those and nearly falls back off the wall as you get up on the top of it. But you manage it. You manage to get back up there. Um, but now comes the hard, this, this um, next bit with the great big burly bloke being pulled up the wall. Um, if, if this was, a, if this was a, a kung fu film, this would be the comedy bit. <laughs> this, would, this would be the, oh, oh, I can't quite make it. Um, oh, but I have um, just getting out by the skin of your teeth. Uh, but this isn't a kung fu film, so uh, make a climb roll. They're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sort of leap, and they're gonna grab my hands. Ah, uh, thirteen. Oh, nice. Yeah, my climb is actually only twenty. So. Yeah. Well, each of them I grabs one of your hands. Yeah. Right. And they, 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 they pull you up and you, you manage to find a, a purchase. The, the, the wall is as badly maintained as, as the rest of the estate. Okay. And, Can we jump uh, out on the other side? Yes. I'll only jump rolls from your wall. And I got a 12. A 13 minutes. 27 I passed. I got a three. All right, so we so, jump down. Well, you, you, yeah. you all jump off, and uh, Baman does a sort of somersault and lands on his feet. A fucking show off. <laughs> a three. Now we must quickly go around happened. and grab the others. Yeah. Okay. Which will be interesting because uh, for Renault. And uh, and uh, Etienne, they're going to hear people coming from the side through the through the woods. It's going to be us. Maybe we do that thing that we've always done because we're soldiers. We go. You just read my mind. So they know it's us. Okay. Well, we'll 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 just assume that you you rendezvous. Uh, and then we say, allons uh, uh, we And uh, we go back to the, I, I, well, now, now Renault's in charge, so. Well, first off, I'd like to, um, as they approach, I kind of see everyone. Um, I kind of, uh, not smack, but tap uh, Etienne to, to grab the rope. Um, we don't want any evidence of anyone being here. So uh, as I tap him, I'm going to approach the soldiers approaching and say, um, what did you find? There's a fucking party going on. We need to get out of here. 
We'll tell you back at the room. Um, and I nod um, and I uh, kind of uh, whisper over to Etienne that there's a party that we need to leave now. Um, and let's just go th through the quickest way. We should probably avoid the road. There's carriages coming to and from. So right. we'll stick to the woods on the, the outskirts of the road and just head right back into town. We mon Capitan. On the way back to the oh sorry. On the way back to town I described to them in horrific detail what I saw with the folk and the mask and the the body and and then every once in a while you hear me saying like mumbling prayers. They are depraved uh, beyond we ever imagined. We need to find evidence of this to present to uh, Malon. It sounds like you have found the evidence. If we get our hands on that Pope of yours, uh, usual, uh, that would uh, do nicely, I think. I or, if could, or if you could just get a piece, the finger with the ring. We just present that. If we get a finger, they'll turn around and say we got it from the catacombs. We need hard evidence. All we really need is we need the soldiers here to storm Comte de Fenelic's chateau while one of these depraved things is going on. Um, Sergeant Renault, do you make yes. an intelligence roll for me, please? I can, if you really want me to. I'm a dummy, though. So let's find out. Actually, I got a 10. Apparently, I'm not that fucking stupid today. I'm so, so glad we did not take Babon. Yeah, I have... Yeah, that's an extreme. Well, um, you recall that you were told by Captain Malone to, uh, to get physical evidence that could be used to authorize a raid on the property. Yeah. Uh, and that bringing such a raid against an arist aristocrat is a difficult thing to do. And there would be a certain quality of evidence required. So the finger wouldn't be enough. The finger is too little, but I think that bringing the entire body with us is a little overkill. It's something in the middle. Sergeant, I have never gone against orders yet, but I want to just burn that place to the ground. Screw the orders, screw the evidence, just burn it. Well, if you think, Joseph, that uh, if we have the evidence, then it won't just be us burning down the place. It'll be a whole battalion. Well, on, on, the, strength, on the strength of the, um, the account that the, uh, the three men have given you, um, the, the one thing that, 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 that strikes you really as being um, most incriminating so far is the, the idea of the, the man dressed as Marie Antoinette. Antoinette. Yeah, I was thinking that too, because it was like... It's a, yeah, because it's a, well, see, now, now, I, I ask you, Mick, why? Is it because they're making a mockery or is it just the same outfit? Like, it's literally. It's true. Well, it's, it's, it's because it's, uh, they're, they're, they're mocking the, the yeah. he, he functions, you, you know, from, from what Malone has told you, that Fenelik functions under the protection of Marie Antoinette. He is um, a favorite of Marie Antoinette. Which means that if we can prove that he is mocking her, her, Precisely. yeah. Okay. Um, 
Okay. Would I need to do an intelligence roll to know that if we were to obtain these items, because we can't take a picture. <laughs> um, if we were to obtain the items. The fast uh, oil painting. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fastest portrait painter in France. <laughs> if we were to take the, the items that we saw um, and then present them to the captain and say they were using this um, in a depraved act as a mockery to the queen, do you think that would be enough? Do I know if that would be enough? Yes. You you feel that that would be um, the sort of proof that Malon is asking. Okay. Well, um, I like how a wig and a dress will do, but not the, <laughs> the finger of a pope or the blood. Uh, but we now know what we need to do. We need to get somehow get inside and get that wig and dress and then get it to the captain. But so far, that has been very nearly impossible to get inside. Well, you, th you guys have been, you three were the closest to get to the house and come and we, back. And we damn near got caught. So did you see any way, any entrance, any hole that we could penetrate through to get inside? Well, we... We have not done enough reconnaissance. Uh, we did not expect there to be a party that uh, completely surprised us. We still did what we could, but the Dovan has just died. Why are there people here? They are mocking the Dovan. They are mocking the king and his queen. Not to mention the fountains we saw. Of course. The if you are a depraved beast, I think now is the time to celebrate. So, in its own well, horrible way, it makes sense. To be honest, I would almost think that having a party at this period in time, with the Dovan having just been, is treason itself. Well, uh, word may not have reached. No, we are quite a ways from uh, Paris. Yeah. Word may not have reached uh, this town yet, but they're still making a mockery of the of the throne. We also know something else, and that is that Fenelik has uh, confederates. These people who are at this party. Really? They would have to be confederates. They are here mocking the queen and the king themselves, too. And they are Aristos. It's also odd that they're throwing a party here, and yet Fenelik is still in Versailles. I am not so sure. We don't know that for certain. We don't know. I think he came back. Are you all still by the wall? No, this is while we were walking, I assume. We, we, yeah. we, we were sniping. We're almost back to the barracks, I think. Or back to, not the barracks, to our... The inn, the hotel, the inn. Well, we get to the inn also. I want to grab some uh, herbal tea for uh, Cressy to see if his stomach's feeling better. There was a moment when uh, there was a cessation of of uh, jocularity. I imagine Fenelik had arrived. Uh, 
I do not know. We did not see him. Did we see him? We didn't see him. We can also find out where the wine and food shipments came from to prove there was a party. Well, we could also try and use that to our advantage. I know that earlier, last week, um, we talked about uh, getting in using the carts. Maybe that could be our way in. Pose, not pose, but maybe something happens to the men driving the cart and we're replacements. We don't really know what's going on. We're just here to deliver the wine. Tell us where to put it. That is not a bad idea. You know, not posing, a- but we, we, we maybe ambush the cart to pose of the driver and a hand and then two of us go, we're replacements. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know what this is. We're just, we were told to come here and deliver this. If nothing else, it's a way inside. Very good. We just have to make sure we know when there's a delivery too. But I agree, that's a brilliant idea. But then we would have to uh, dispatch in some fashions these- uh, The driver. uh, Delivery men, yes. Perhaps we don't have to ambush them. Perhaps we can bribe them in some way. Perhaps there is a simple, simpler uh, issue that we may consider: timing. They're having a party this evening, and quite a raucous one, from the sound of it. So perhaps we give them a few hours to uh, get it out of their system, and when they collapse into unconsciousness and drunkenness and that sort of thing, we try to waltz in there. That is a great idea. We still need Christophe, though. I don't feel comfortable leaving him there if in case yeah. we get caught. Well, how long does it take for a bunch of drunken, orgiastic people to get drunk? A few hours? Well, they may still—they may be having orgies until dawn. But at dawn, we can just find a window between them passing out and the people, the servants waking up. We can slip in because the servants will be up by dawn but the but the party may go on until dawn the servants are up now i'm sure they're serving everyone three or four a.m maybe once everybody is passed out then they'll uh, pass out yeah that is that's a that's a point that's a good point to paul let's check on pressing yes let's go so we go back to the Um, end Back of the inn, um, there's no one around at all. Actually, the innkeeper is, is dozing in a chair in front of the fire. Barely notices, barely even wakes up when you come in. Um, you go back up to your room. There you find Pressy sitting up in bed. Are you finished? <laughs> uh, I hope. I hope. It's been a rough, rough day. Uh, your clothes. Did you fight with cats? You're all torn up. No, nothing at all happened to us. Ah. Yes, we will tell you the whole story. <laughs> yeah? Do you have any wine? I, I need a drink. Yes. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, we should drink. We tell him everything that happened. Um, come on, Gina. Uh, me, uh, Mick, uh, when they give me the descriptions of the, the Pope and uh, some of the other things they've seen, do, do I have any shot of deciphering any of that with an occult skill? Or getting any clue as to if there was something beyond just wild partying going on? Um, it doesn't strike you as, as as anything particularly organized. Okay. Um, you can you can make a roll. Like. No, I rolled a sixty-seven. I've got a thirty percent chance on that. The um, no, it just sounds like they are. Uh, sounds like they're being sick and. Yeah, taking the, the Lord in vain, it sounds like. The things that the rich people do. Do you, do you think that there's any symbolism behind the uh, the kissing of the dead skin Pope's ring? Mocking the church? Do you think it's just mocking the church or there's anything, any occultic deep rooting or something like that? I don't really think so. It almost sounds like maybe they're just, maybe they're trying to, to, to say that the the church will no longer have power, and that's why the Pope is dead. Uh, but that still does not make any sense, because then they're, they're, they're kissing the ring still. It seemed like they were adoring it. They were adoring the body and all. Was, so. was, was the Pope thing dancing? Was it moving? No, I don't believe so. I believe it was just a body, right? Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nakosh. Yeah. And it wasn't just an effigy. It was, it was a real body. It was a body. I have no clue. That is not what they taught me, taught me in, in in preschool. Well, blasphemous. Well, everything about it, the 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 statuary in the garden, blasphemous. But but I I, I, I am feeling stronger on my feet. I, uh, I if we're wanting to go back, I certainly go back with you. We're hoping that they get all drunk and and pass out, and we can sneak in. Perhaps. How many how many people again did you see? Was this a couple dozen? We couldn't really tell. No. Yes, it was a party. There were lots of people. It looked and the the, the, the the dining room looked large but crowded. It sounds like there was quite a few people there for this small town. Aristos even. I mean if this was a commoner's party and the room was full, sure, but this is Aristos, they would have had to travel to get here. Or can't imagine there's that many people living back at the house. Oh, no, no. They came. They traveled. They were all dressed like Aristos, right? There was many wigs we saw, I believe. You know, with, a, with my knife, if I get to that statue, I could cut the arm off with the ring. And so we have that, we'd have the wig, we'd have the dress. If we could also know that we had been there. Well, by that time, we'd be out of town. We'd be out of Dodge. Hopefully. Are you suggesting that we, we, we get these things and leave tonight? As quickly as possible. We need to get back to the captain with this evidence. If we're doing that, we should have the horses close by without out of earshot if they, they win any, but 
jump on the horse and ride straight to the, the rest of the night in the morning. Wait, you're saying my thoughts. We still have a problem, though. The problem is, is that even with an arm and our stories, when they realize the arm is gone and they know somebody has been there, they could clean everything up and then just completely deny anything. Unfortunately, the Aristos have more weight in such an argument than we would. Yeah. Yes, but if we have the wig and the dress and claim mockery, all they matters. just say that we got them from somewhere else. It's, it's a conspiracy against the Comte. The, it seems to me these things could all be exactly pointed in another direction very easily. Uh, but because if we go nobody at that party would, would, would corroborate. They would all yeah. deny it completely. But if everyone there is committing treason and we went in and just tapped the person in the dress on the head and threw them on our horse and took them, yes, they are Aristo, but they're traitors, so we're bringing them in. I have an idea. I have a great idea. What we need, what we need for our evidence is, I bet you that these Aristos write down their experiences. Tonight we went to the party of the Comtes, and this was an amazing thing that we did. We need to get some diaries of some of these ladies that, that, that we suspect have been there. And if they are, they will incriminate. If an Aristo incriminates Comte de Fenelic by describing some of the things that have been done, that would be very strong evidence, stronger than the arm. Now, remember, everyone, that uh, our, uh, what we're doing is essentially just providing enough evidence to provoke a raid, which will provide even further evidence. These people aren't going to trial. We're not, we're not arresting them. We're, we're raiding for more evidence. And, I and, if, and if our evidence comes up flat, we're going to get accused of kidnapping should we take somebody. Yeah. But the dress. The dress is something that can be lost in the evening. That buys us time, and because it is a specific dress, the dress in someone saw that in the painting while we were at Versailles, right? No? So yes. that is just not any dress. Mm. That dress may be the best choice we have. It's just enough to provoke a further raid with a whole battalion of people breaking in and saying, you may be Aristos, but we have evidence. Berate us after we find nothing. Well, Mont-Sargent, what is your orders? What do we do? I say that we, uh, we leave here. I like Christoph's idea of taking the horses with us in case we need to make a, a quick escape. We get found, we leave immediately. Um, and we'll rush down the, the road and we'll just leave town. Um, I think that we should do like a combination of everything. We should try and find as much evidence possible, but our main goal is the dress. We'll get the dress, we'll get the finger, we'll get the diaries, we'll get as much as we can before it is we need to leave. We should also prepare um, 
we should prepare a, 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 a route directly out, the quickest way out. What is the quick, to the three people that went in, what is the quickest way out of there that's not the wall? You're gonna have to run through the brush to get to the wall and then climb over the wall and then jump over the wall if someone's chasing you. So what's the quickest way out? I don't think anyone can chase us into the brambles, into the roses. Mm -hmm. uh, once we are in the roses, we are able to get all the way to the wall and up and over. We've already done it now. I'm just afraid of them shooting you. Well, there's a chance they could shoot us. But, uh... How, uh, so... So, how many of us should go inside? All of us, or, or one of us, or just two of us, three of us? How many? What do you all think? Well, we're trying to make this, like, a stealthiness without yes. being noticed, correct? As stealthy as possible without us being noticed. Well, you are a sergeant. You, what do you, uh, what do you tell us to? I think the people that went inside are the stealthiest, and they should probably go in. I think that the other three of us, uh, Christoph. Uh, well, Christoph, how how nimble are you on your feet? Uh, I I'm, I'm pretty light on my toes. If if you three would like to have Christoph, I think that, that would be smart. I think that. Me and Etienne should, I don't know. Etienne, what do you think we should do? You and I, you're not, your ears are terrible, and I am a klutz. I'm, I'm good in combat, but I'm not good at running around in the dark. I think perhaps we should wait near the entrance, and if uh, they sneak in and things go bad, it's a sign of trouble, gunfire, shouting, whatever. I rush in with my pistol and my axe, and uh, we make our escape to the horses that we keep tied up in the woods. Um, Mick, the, the gate. Let's Wait. say the worst possible thing happens, and they can't make it to the brambles, and their only out is the gate, and they've, they've commandeered, this is worst case scenario, Everyone knows you're there. You've commandeered a, a carriage. You're driving. The gate is your only out. How difficult would it be for me and Etienne to then open the gate from the other side, from, from the uh, outside coming in? Is there like a bar? Do we just push it? Um, as far as you can remember, there was a, a lock. You remember the, the um, Baba, and you remember the rattling of keys when the cart arrived. Which means we'd have to like break the lock somehow. Our our our, our pistols won't break that. Look, if the uh, if the gatekeepers are doing their jobs, that the the gate is quite a distance from the house. So we get what we need. We come outside. I am hoping that everyone is drunk unconscious on the floor. We, we get what we need, we come outside, we commandeer one of the carriages, and we immediately begin to drive it towards the gate. The gatekeeper should assume that one of the Aristos wants to leave, 
and should just open the gate automatically before we even get there. You and I had the exact same thought. I, w- I literally had that exact same thought. All right. So then that should be our plan. And if worse comes to worse, I arrive from the bushes, fire my pistol at the gatekeeper, and then use my axe to open the gate. Yes. And uh, I will position myself uh, near Etienne, but also in a position where I can maybe like take a rifle and prop it up and fire if need be. I'm not going to do that until I hear gunshots or I hear someone screaming from over the wall, but you need cover fire if, if the worst goes to, if it goes to shit. And, uh, okay, and I, as Games Master, will absolutely wreck the flow and force you to have to put in an edit point right now because I've desperately got to go to the toilet. Okay. I'll be back in just a second. <laughs> well, I'm about to talk them all out of that, but yeah. Well, when when you saw the the girl, she was yeah, or or the, well, the girl and the guy that were the girl and the guy. Uh, were they weren't in the main house, were they? Yes. They were. They the were dining all, room. The dining okay. room table. Okay. Listen. This, this, we are all being far too loyal to one another in our friendship and our camaraderie. This is a dangerous mission. I don't think that there should be any gunfire, even if we are captured, because that will tell them that something is going. If I am captured, if we are captured, we will pretend to be thieves. They may kill us, they may torture us, but we will not let them know that we are part of the royal army or that we have been sent by uh, Captain Molan. Um, because I believe once, once the Comte knows that his debauchery is going to get out, then he will just sweep it all under the carpet and pretend like nothing happened. And they will believe the Aristos before they will believe us. What do you say? I, I agree. Seems reasonable, but if you do get out and get caught, try to uh, dispose of whatever you have over the wall. Of course. Yeah. If you if you're if you're fine with not having any cover, that's okay. I think cover makes it look like we had planned it. Uh, so, so then that's the plan. You guys will go in. Your main objective is the dress. Well, and it also means that we will abort if we wa- if we get there and find that everybody's wide awake and having coffee. Uh, if there's no way to get to it. We'll have to try another day. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that if we get there and um, find that everybody's wearing Marie Antoinette's dresses. <laughs> oh. This is just a masquerade ball where everybody dresses up like Marie Antoinette. Oh, easy answer. Walk in naked. In now. Started getting silly. There's also, <laughs> you know, another, if we are lucky and we get in there and everybody is passed out, we can always grab some of the clothes of the Aristos and pretend to simply be drunken Aristos walking out the gate. 
open up the fucking gate. Well, and I and I think that it's a great idea. And then some one of you should, if possible, incapacitate a driver and put on the valet uniform. That way, you can literally ride the cart. The guard walks over, looks inside. Dupois goes, "Open the gate," and then they let us through. They let you guys through. Hopefully, he won't even look at us. He'll just open the gate when he sees the cart coming. So why wouldn't he? So that's the plan. We're gonna, you guys, you guys are going to go in, get the dress, get whatever else you can—the ring, the finger, and the arm, the di- diaries, whatever you can. Um, you'll probably find a lot more inside than through the windows. I put my hands on on Beaumont's shoulder and I say, "I really don't want to go back into that fucking place." But say la vie. Say la vie. like this. The sooner we get this over with, the sooner we can get the hell out of here. Get all of our stuff ready to go. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's let's do that I right think that now. We should. Uh, waiting. Yeah, let's do that. We'll do that now. Load up the horses so that way the carriage literally comes through. Just leave the carriage there. Get on the horses. We'll go. Yeah. Yeah. At the very um, we're at the hopefully they'll just think that there was some thieves there. Hopefully they'll they'll think that it was the servants that were swiping stuff while they were all passed out. Hopefully. All right. Well, now that we have that plan, so Dupois, Joseph, Christophe, and Michelle will go over the wall. Me and Etienne will prepare a hasty escape if needed. And Babon, if they get uh, captured... We need to then put on, get on the horses and ride as quickly as we can to Paris and Versailles to get Captain Malone because they have seized four members of the Royal Army. Let's um, let's make this a little easier on ourselves. Can we let, now that we know what we're facing? Can we take the rope that we have and? make it more accommodating, make a loop on the top of it that can go over a hook, tie knots in it so that we have something to pull ourselves up with. And when we go up and over, we can just pull it to the other side so we can do the same in the reverse. We can actually tie loops into the rope every so many feet so you could easily just grab into a loop or stick your foot into a loop to, I mean, it's still not easy, but it's much easier than trying to grab a knot or a bear rope. Yeah. Also, are we going to be bringing our rifles or pistols? They are a government issue. No. No. So you get just, caught, you get caught. Bring so a knife. Bring a knife. I have my knives. I just make sure we leave our weapon, our firearms on the horses. That way there's no evidence of a soldier. Tonight we are brigands. Uh-huh. Dupois. We... Would you make an intelligence roll for me, please? <laughs> I got a 90. Oh, okay. Uh, Unless I turn it upside down, then it's a 6. A six. But Beaumont, would you make an intelligence roll for me, please? Oh, we, we might not make it to the second scenario. <laughs> Uh, 62. Oh, 70. 
So, um, it occurs to me that um, based on what we, we've uh, observed while we were there, I think the best mode of uh, entering would be the west wall. That was the wall that we went over originally, right? No, you went over the north wall originally. Okay. But you went over in the sort of northeast corner. Yeah. Yeah, so the, I think um, we could do that. The other thing, too, I was wondering, um, we only have, what, one spyglass among us, right? Or did we all pack them? Like, well, are we all issued spyglasses? No, they're probably extremely expensive. Uh, um, when, we, when we asked, they said they would give us rope and a spyglass. Hmm. Okay. Um, all right. I think the best thing to do is to approach the west as well as um, using the spyglass to observe to see who's out and about, um, find out if there are any guards patrolling. Um, we're assuming that everybody's going to um, get drunk and, and fall asleep or whatever. We want to make sure that that happens. Um, and then we can move in. Um, yeah. Um, and do did. any of you know how to do a sleeper hold? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm... As soldiers, would we maybe know how to do something like that, Nick? That's the, that, that was the other thing. That's the reason why I was uh, suggesting that we could knock out fucking guards here and there. But I'd, well, I'd, I'd, I'd treat that as a maneuver. Yeah. Okay. I was just thinking we could bring some alcohol with us if we actually manage to knock somebody out and pour it on them, pour this all over them. And then later on, somebody will think that they just got drunk. Right. Good idea. And if they say, I did not get drunk, they'll say, yeah, look at you. Yeah. That would cover our tracks at least. Exactly what I was thinking. So let's have that contingency in case something happens, if we can come up behind somebody and knock them out. Okay, it's about, I mean, it's about, I said, you went in originally at half nine, didn't you? Yeah. Um, and people were, were still arriving at the party. You were there. The last few people were arriving when, when you got round to the front of the building. Um, so it's, I mean, it's no later than about 11 o'clock still. Well, when do you want to go in? Like two, three in the morning? Yeah, we can, we can do that. I mean, hopefully by then everybody will be drunk enough and sleep, you know, sleepy enough to be knocked out. Yeah. They'll have gorged themselves on food and, and drink. and. Now, to be clear, are we actually going to attempt to take the ring or something from that dead body? Wouldn't that let them know we were there? Well, Renault told us to take the dress. Okay. If you, dress is, sorry. Dress if is the priority. If you just took the ring, it could be a thief. But if you took a body part, no one's taking a body part as a thief. Yeah, we could take the ring if we can get it. I'm not sure if, if that tells us anything, but the dress, that they were mocking <laughs> the, the queen with the dress. is a pope's hat. Unmistakable. 
Yeah, good point. There was a mask on it too. I don't want to touch that thing. What you took to be the mask, you realized was was actually the the, the skinned face of the cadaver. Oh, okay. That's, that's why you lost a sanity point. All right. Um, what do you call it? What is the name of the hat of the Pope? Uh, my the chapeau de père. It's a mitre. The chapeau de sacré père. Chapeau de sacré père. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, the Let's uh, let's take only something that they might think that in their drunken debauchery they just misplaced or lost. Or the ring seems so significant. If you take that, that's likely to create a lot more follow-up than the dress going missing. All right, that's why I asked. I just wanted to make make sure we're clear before we're inside, and I'm like, hmm. I think the dress, especially because it, it it's definitely Marie Antoinette's dress. There's no way that we could have gotten Marie Antoinette's dress, right. unless it was here. We certainly didn't go into her bedroom and take take her dress. And and that will back up the evidence on the handkerchief that they already have. Right. All right. Let's do this thing. Let's go. So we're, we're, we're waiting until about three in the morning. But. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you wait until that, that hour um, and arrive on the, on the, the west side. Um, can we have some climb rolls then, please? Did we get a bonus because of the, the rope thing that we made? I will give you a bonus dice, yes. And you've already you've already been up and over that wall yeah. a couple of times. So I got an eleven, so this time we just go right up. I go right up and over. I got a forty-seven, but I don't have a climb roll. Oh seven. Zero seven. Seventeen. So okay. we reach down and, and pull a boma up. Yeah, I'll give you that, yeah. Three of you pulling up Beaumont. Beaumont is unusually tall. So, again, <laughs> your unusual height. And we pull him up by his I'm lovely, so... luxurious hair. If there, was, if there was water, I'd be rigging this so that at least one of you drowned. Just to... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but there isn't. Right. Okay, and uh, jump rolls on the other side of the... Yeah, pass. 20 pass. Before you jump, Lou, um, what are you doing with the rope? We're just going to flip it over to the other side. Oh, maybe we should put it in our... Pass. I pass as well. I hide it in the bushes right near... No, because we might have to go over it some other place on the wall like last time. So, uh, tied around my waist like a belt. Okay. That's no problem. You're a soldier. You're used to carrying bits of rope. And you're very strong as well, so that's that's no problem at all. Which is good, because um, you don't want to get into the realm of encumbrance. I tell you now, if I am captured, do not come back for me. Okay, once in the garden again, it seems 
eerily calm. Are there still lights in the house, or there are still lights in the house? Yes. We don't hear any music or anything. Uh, no music, no. So quietly, quickly around to the side, where we can see in the windows. Okay. Okay. Um, where are we? Oh, no. Okay. Um, I'm going to need a stealth roll from each of you because you're running out from the cover of the undergrowth across open ground to the side of the house. 49 out of 70. 29 out of 70. I got 18 out of 20. Oh. 42 out of 50. Nice. Okay. You all um, confidently just about make it over to the, uh, the side of the house. Now, this puts you... Um, on the west side of the dining room, which previously you looked in through the, the, the south side. Um, the dining room itself is, is completely empty, um, but a mess. The, uh, the dining room table is, is at an odd angle. The chairs are thrown all over the place. Um, there's uh, trampled food, um, broken wine glasses um, and the, there are spots of blood both on the table and on the floor beside it. Is that wine? No. What you do spot, however, in amongst all this mess uh, and also quite bloodied um, is the wig the man was wearing. But not dress, no? No dress, just the wig. Now, do we think that it's a copy of the one that she wears or the actual one? Because they'd be extremely expensive. Well, you're, you're a soldier in the Royal Army. Your, your, your knowledge of wig making is, 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 is perhaps not absolute. Right, okay. I'm going to guess that it may be one of Marie Antoinette's wigs, actual wigs. If it, if it is not one of her wigs, it would be um, uh, a fair assumption to say that it is made in the style of one of her wigs, and she has a very distinct style. Okay. You know, you, you, you're used to seeing, the, the woman is incredibly vain. You're used to seeing portraits yes. of the bloody woman everywhere. So. She has freaking sailing ships on her hair. And, um, is it possible to open the window? Um, well, one of the windows is yes. open. Um, I want to do a listen roll. Go ahead. Uh, 29, what's my listen? 55. 
Can't hear anything. No, I mean, there's a, there's a, the occasional bump and sound from over the other side of the house. Okay. Now, is that the room that had the Pope in it also or no? That was a separate room. The, um, this is, this is next door to that room. The room in which the Pope was, was the sort of, um, the, the, the central, um, foyer. Now, are the windows connected? Can we just walk a little down and look into that window? Um, from where you are in the dining room, you're on the, um, the southwest corner of the dining room. Um, you can see a pair of doors in the, on the other side of the dining room, on the east wall of the dining room, that presumably lead through to the foyer. But you can't see beyond that. Uh, should we go and gesture for us to see if one of us or both of us should climb in? Keep one out here as watch? I'm, yeah, I'm seriously thinking about climbing in quickly, going over and getting the whip and climbing back out again as yeah. stealthily as possible. Um, but if you want to move farther down to see if you can see uh, the Pope's ring, um, while I do this, so I'm just like, and I as as stealthily as possible slip through the window uh and i'm going to my my intention is to cross over grab the wig come right back and go out without anybody hearing me. what I'm, I'm going I'm, to need from you then um is a combined uh climb and stealth roll i need a climb roll and a stealth roll uh climb roll is that's not a pass nope okay make a stealth roll my stealth however i got a 40 out of 70. okay um you can't quite manage to get a purchase to climb through the window it's a very oddly shaped window so um but um you, you you fail to do so in a reasonably stealthy manner. <laughs> okay. Can they, like, push me up? Um, like, the, like the hand thing. Yes. Okay. If someone gives you gives you a boost, I'll, yeah. I'll let you um, I'll push, push, you up. The, push the climb roll for that. Okay. I'll push you up. That passed the climb roll. Okay. I got 19. Um, I won't make you roll another stealth roll. Okay. Um, okay, well, you are in the dining room. As soon as I'm in, I do another listen to make sure I don't hear anybody coming. Okay, make a listen roll for me. Um, uh, 40 out of 55, so... Don't hear anything. Okay. hear a bit more noise from over the other side of the, the house. As quietly and quickly as possible, I'm going to go over, grab the rake, come right back, and go right back out the window. Okay, give me another stealth roll. Come on, come on. I need a se got 70. Come on. If I get a 90, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Don't jinx yourself. 50, 59. No, 56. Okay. You, uh, you make it over to the wig. And um, pick it up. 
noticing as you do so that the the, the blood on it is still it's it's fresh. It's you know, still still damp. Yeah. You turn and uh, head back towards the window, and I will need another stealth roll to get back to the window. Can I use my luck points? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll let you use luck on that. All right. I almost slip in the blood on the floor. Getting out the window is much easier. It's it's, yeah. you know, it's it's window height on the inside. Right. It's not raised up as it is on the outside. Right. right. You're just lowering yourself down, and there, and there are people who know you're coming who are waiting to help you. Um. Okay. So you now have the wig. Um, Should I hand the wig to one of them and have them go back? What do you think? I don't think anything. Well, I'm, I'm asking you. I'm, I'm, I'm the keeper. My should, mind is a blank. Should one of you take this and go back? In a state of zen. With the nearly full moon and running back and forth, we might draw unwanted attention. Let's just get whatever else we can and take a run for it. But each person should hold something. Don't one person carry everything. That way at least something gets back. It's here. Put this under your shirt. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on a little bit. Mm-hmm. See if we can see a glimpse of the red dress or the Pope's ring or, or something. Okay. Um, everyone give me another stealth roll. 26. 59. 45 out of 50. Um, that is a 28 out of 20. So I think. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> You're making too much noise. Okay, carry on. All right, so we want to get to the next, wherever we can see into that first room again. Have we seen any people? Nope. No drunk people lying around on the ground. Okay, shit. Lights are still, I mean, the candles are still burning in the house. And you can definitely, you can definitely hear movement from the the others from the east side of the house. There are definitely people on the east side of the house. You can hear the sound of of, um, of shoes on floors. No, no voices or music, though. You haven't heard any voices. And there is no music. There's no music. You, you haven't heard any voices, but all you have heard is the sound of footsteps on the other side of the house. Here's a question. The footsteps that we're hearing, are they sort of steady footsteps? Is it sort of a 
like they're dragging their feet? Like, what, what does it sound like? Um, there are occasional footsteps, like someone taking a few steps and then stopping, and then a little while later uh, taking uh, uh, another random number of steps and then stopping. Maybe the servants walking around cleaning things up. Okay. Well, we have one piece of evidence. It's pretty strong. Um, we're going to spend only about 15 more minutes seeing if we can locate something. Let's check the next window. We're in the dark outside, moving along the outside of the house. Okay. Um, which of you are looking in through the window? Uh, I'll look through. I've already looked through, so. I'll, I'll oh, look through. Previously. Okay. Okay, then. Uh, Pressy, I will need a sanity roll, please. Okay. Oh, no. That is a 99. You know, you make you make light of it, but there was a time in your life when you you trained to be a priest, and um, perhaps you don't have the greatest of respect for, for priests as a breed. You saw when you were in the seminary, seminary, you saw you saw a lot of hypocrisy. You saw a lot of people who uh, perhaps didn't take their vows seriously. Um, and many of the cardinals seemed over, overly officious and, and perhaps even as though they treated the church like a business more than a calling. But still, the experience instilled in you a, a, a sense of reverence for the office of Pope. And, and to see that office profaned in this way is um, particularly shocking to you. Um, it's more than just repellent. It, 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 it offends you on a on a moral level, not just a visceral level. Um, the, the 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 blasphemy is 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 like a personal blow. Um, and so I'm going to need you to take one d three sanity loss. Two. Okay, what, what's your next step? You're, you're, you're quaking. What? Yeah, I, I'm shaking. Because it's actually, it's, it's so shocking and so repulsive that you just, it's, it offends you so much that you can't stop looking at it. Yeah. Because you just don't believe that anyone would, would manufacture something that deliberately offensive. No, 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 no. Uh, I, oh, I, 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 oh, I put my hand on his shoulder no. and whisper, I know, I've seen it. No, 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 this is not, this, this is not, no, no. Shut your mouth. I put my hand over his face and I pull him down. I look into the window just to make sure there's nobody in the room. That is not right. That is not right. It's the front. Ujel, make us spot him. 32 
Yeah, 32 out of 70. Uh, there is no one else in the foyer. I, I look back, I go, we're clear. And I look back in just to, what's, what else is in there? Anything else of notice? Well, it's, it's a very beautiful hall. Um, it's uh, sort of uh, Italianate, I suppose you'd say. Um, there are nice arches, but um, there's, there's very little in there. A few chairs around the edges. Oh, but um, the pole? Oh, ta ta tables with vases and, and things on them. But um, the main, the, the the centerpiece is is this uh, image uh, of the uh, the skinless pope, who is in 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 the posi in the position of of offering one hand the uh, the ringed hand, and sort of slightly inclining his head downwards as if to gaze on the person kneeling in front of him. It's like kind of mummified, like a mummified body. Um, it it is a a, a preserved um, flayed figure. Are you and familiar in, uh, out of game? Are you familiar with the work of Gunther von Hagen's? Yeah. No. He's he's a chap who who takes um, uh, medically donated uh, cadavers and. Uh, uh, removes the skin and I, I know who you're talking about now yes yeah. I've seen not in person but I've seen it now I look at the guy you know the guys and I'm like do we want to take the whole thing and just make off with it this is yeah. damn just throwing, I, just throwing. boost me up all right so we boost him up you want to climb and stealth a climb and stealth please Climb it 58 on the climb. Um, hold on, I failed my climb. Do I get a bonus okay. for pushing you up? Yes, I'll give you, I'll give you a bonus dice. Yes, because everyone's pushing you up and you're quite light. All right, um, 40, 49. Yeah, made it by one point. Okay, and stealth roll, and a stealth roll, please. Four, uh, 49. <laughs> Twice in a row. Um, yeah, out of 70, so. Okay. You, uh, you slide through the window, pausing for a moment. I want to do a listen roll. Okay. I found that, 97. Yeah, all you can hear is, is the sound of your heartbeat. Alright, so I'm gonna creep over towards the um, the body and first I wanna look at it just to make sure I'm not gonna pull it apart. I don't know, I just wanna make sure I'm like the position it's in and everything. I don't wanna like disturb any of it except for trying to take the ring off. It's it's not really possible to tell how sturdy it is from just looking at it. All right, so I'll just very lightly reach out and see, test it. Not take it, just testing it. It's um, it's not what you were expecting. It feels um, oddly hard. 
as though it's been coated in some sort of varnish or preservative or something. It's, it's quite hard, smooth. You would expect that by looking at it, you would expect that you would be able to feel the the, the, the texture of the uh, of the muscle. Mm. But, um, but you can't really. It's now, just a single smooth surface. If I turn the ring, is it turn a little? Does it have give, or is it like cemented, not you know, glued on? The the the, the ring moves. Yes. All right, I'm going to attempt to slide it off the finger. Okay. Do you have a sleight of hand skill? Yes, I do. Could you? I have it. I have a. I have a seventy in that. Ooh, sweet. Twenty-nine. Okay. You you gently extract the ring from the finger. And I'm like half expecting this thing to jump up at me now. I'm like, look, just slowly backing away. Nothing happens. Right. So I'm just gonna get to the the window. Okay, make another stealth roll to get to the window, please. 40. Okay. Yes, I made it. I saw the zero roll and I was like, I thought it was gonna be double zeros for a second. Alright, so I'm gonna just climb out and we catch him. Okay. Um, you uh, you managed to get out of the window quite easily. Again, as as was before, before you just it's it's a normal height window inside, and you're coming out, and people are expecting you, so they're there to to let I, you down. I'm so late; they could probably just I could probably jump into their you know not arms, but yeah. Um. What do you want to do? I just kind of flash it like that. And... Pressy. Um, can you make an intelligence yeah. roll for me, please? Sure. Is that 24 out of 50? Okay. Something about this ring catches your eye. Beyond what I just saw in that room, something is very, very wrong here. Uh, that, that ring is not a, a forgery or a prop. Um, that is the uh, true piscatory ring of Pope Martin V. Now, is that the current Pope, or is it a previous Pope? Nah, he... he well... He died in 1431. Oh, dear. So you're saying that's the body of Pope? No, it's just the ring. Did you, did you touch the body? It, it felt... Um, did it feel real or it felt like a shellacked body or... Shellacked. I like think that's... Coated in resin. I think that's the body. It's not just a carving? That is a no. real body? I think so. It's... Oh, Smooth, but oh, this is sickening. That is probably saying if you want to just take the whole body and let's make haste. No, no, don't well, do that. Let's well, the, tra the tradition is that each pope, uh, their ring is destroyed with, uh, upon their death, but this, this is real. 
Uh, I think we have enough evidence, Monsieur. Let's go. Yeah, let's get out of here. I don't like this. We haven't seen the dress, but we have the Pope's ring. I, I, I am ready to go. Okay, no more exploring. You're out. Okay. Um, 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 um. Okay. Well, I'm going to need you all to make another stealth roll to uh, get back to uh, the end. Of the Thirty-one out of fifty. Oh, two. Seventy-one. Can I spend a luck point? I have seventy. Uh, yeah. Yes. I'll let I you spend. <laughs> Thirty-nine out of twenty. 39 out of 20. Ah, oh, Beaumont, you make so much noise. And too big. It's that gorgeous hair of yours. It just makes so much noise. Quite lucky. It looks like the night watch and he's deaf. But it looks like <laughs> he's deaf rolled. <laughs> Dice rolls. It's another artilleryman. <laughs> okay, well, you, 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 you make it. I mean, the. Um, Bowman tumbles over uh, and, and picks himself up again. There's a, a bit of a thump. And for a moment, you all just stop. We all uh, freeze and we listen. Nothing seems to be happening. So you, you resume moving through the undergrowth. All right. So we get back to the wall and up you're, and over. Well, you're, you're almost at the wall, um, and I'd like to make a listen roll, please. I failed that. Um, I failed that as well. I got it by five points. I got I got a hard success, thirty-five out of seventy-five. Okay, Pressy and Dupois. Um, you can hear footsteps by the wall. Somebody's walking by the wall. It's the sound of um, boots on gravel. On the outside of the wall? On, on your side of the wall, on the inside of the wall. On the inside. It must be the patrol. We should stop. I thought that the roses went all the way up to the wall. No. no there's a three or four foot gap. Okay. The patrol path with the, with the gravel. Just freeze. Freeze. Okay. Um... After a couple of minutes, um, one rather sorry-looking old man with uh, an equally disheveled-looking gun over his shoulder walks past, smoking a pipe, coughs, spits into the bushes very close to where you're, sitting, where you're hidden and uh, carries on past. You wait for a few moments and uh, you can hear the footsteps get further and further away as he continues pacing along up the road, up, up the wall. You guess that this is probably a very boring task to be given yeah. at half past three in the morning to just wander around in circles in a damp dark corridor with undergrowth on one side and a big wall on the other. It's, it's 
there's only a slight slither of moonlight even on a brightly lit night like this it's still it's not a very pleasant environment okay but right. um up and over now that now that he's gone Uh, you are free to climb the wall once more. Okay. Once again, with our rope, I untie the rope thing and throw it up over the, the hook. Okay. Um, climb rolls, please. I failed. <clears throat> I failed 53 out of 40. I'll give you a boost. I passed. Oh, sorry. You all get um, you, you get bonus dice for for using the uh, improvised rope ladder. Hmm. All right, I got it on the second uh, the second roll. I got a O2 on that one. Yeah, hard success. Nineteen out of sixty. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're straight up. Um, uh, much in the way of um, Batman and Robin climbing a wall in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> just walking straight up um okay and uh i will need uh jump rolls on the other side please 12 uh, i okay. failed <laughs> oh nine on that one pass with a 50 81 uh, if you failed you take one point of damage Careful. Ouch. Don't ouch. (laughs) 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 Hell breaks loose. No. (laughs) Um, It's an old man somewhere patrolling the estate who just thought, oh, he's dead fox. That sounds like someone saying ouch again. (laughs) Bloody thing. I hate that fox. What the fuck? I'm going to get you, fox. (laughs) Don't you worry. Sorry, I'm just creating the um, fox. What sort of accent was that? <laughs> that wasn't even a French accent. Um, that was just me talking like that. Um, that. That wasn't a French accent. That was just laryngitis. Um, Quickly, get Sergeant. Yes. Uh, well, you know, you know where they are. You know where the, where they're hidden. The signal is made. You rendezvous with the others and your horses. And we're heading out of town. Oh, riding out. What have you? We have the uh, Marie Antoinette's wig, and we have the Pope's ring, and. The Pope's ring is... Uh, it's the real ring. It's the real ring from Martin, uh, 1400s. Pope Martin V. Very nice. Is the, uh, the wig? Is it the actual wig? I think so. Who has wigs like this? Uh, a point. True enough. So we start riding... Back towards Paris, uh, towards Versailles, I guess. Okay. Well, you set off immediately back towards Versailles. 
Um, glad to have that house behind you, frankly. Um, and I think there we'll leave it cool. for tonight. That seems an apposite moment. To start that was good. A lot of tension in this one. Yeah. <laughs> Our players included Thomas McKeon, Wayne Worthy, Fred Carter, Luke Strom, uh, Jason Melnichok, and myself with uh, Mick Swan as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and uh, punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We love reading them. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Oh, oh, oh.